On this episode of Why'd You Bring That Up, we have another laundry list of shit to discuss. I've got one question for you. Why'd you bring that up? Why'd you bring that up? Don't you believe that you, yourself, caused, brought on all these problems? You needed me. All I had was my physical and mental powers. Taylor and I want to take a moment to go ahead and thank the internet because of the internet I don't think we'll ever run out of shit to talk about on this show because I only maybe had like one or two things and now we have like way too many things so you had a couple things you wanted to talk about so kind of run me through the list and then we'll pick one to dive into I guess well I mean we could start with the releases Okay. Oh, yeah, um, that's happened again since we've recorded an episode. Yeah, and it wasn't too crazy. I mean, this time, I mean, it was crazy. They did get rid of Breezango and, you know, Killian Dane, and it's been a few people. So, Well, it's basically, it looks like they're purging the 205 uh, roster, which, I mean, at this point, we're kind of late to the party. Yeah. But that's, it seems like they're really merging 205 into the just blatantly the, or basically the, Cruiserweight division in NXT. That's fine. We need we need to. They got to get their shit together, I guess. And this is a way to cut costs. I mean, I get it. What I didn't realize is that we were losing people that were really team players that I didn't really realize were team players. Guys that have been here since the groundwork of NXT and like journeymen, basically. Yeah, journeymen. And I didn't really realize how much they meant to the wrestling company. You know what I mean? Like I was looking at the reaction videos to Breeze getting let go and. It's just amazing how much he seemed to do for everybody else, and nobody really ever talks about it. And it's kind of a crazy thing to think about, like a selfless guy that people kind of consider to be a jobber, but he goes, and then you start seeing how much he means to all the people in the company. Like, after he got let go, Adam Cole had a little tribute video. Not a tribute video. He was on Twitch, and he got the news of it while he was on Twitch, and looked visibly like he was going to throw up or cry. Like, it was just like someone had just socked him in the stomach. Like, he had nothing to say and nothing to think about because it was just like, wow, this really just happened to me. And it's the same thing with, like, Xavier Woods. He was like, I spent all the time down there, and people consistently told me to get away from this guy, not to have him on up, up, down, down, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, just don't have him around you because he's not going to help your career. And he's like, that's my friend. Like, I don't understand the idea of leaving someone alone because you don't want me to be around them. And I just, it seems like a crazy idea, but I've been thinking about how he relates to the company and how it kind of seems like to equate it to other sports. Like he's such a good bench player. You know what I mean? That brings the morale of a team up. So yeah, he might not necessarily be a starter. However, he's there rooting everyone on and getting that, uh, you know, vibe for the entire room, pumping everyone up and yeah, being like, hey, like a we hype got man. this. Like a hype exactly, man. that's so what I was looking for. When I, had a, when I lived in Indiana, we had a guy named Lance Stevenson on our team that seemed to be a guy that everybody kind of was like, oh, he can play, but he's never going to be a, a, a first-round starter guy. We're never going to put him in the front and expect him to score 30 points a night. You know what I mean? But it was always like when we'd get in those series with LeBron, he would be the one that would always crawl under LeBron's skin and just ease his way in there. They'd be standing next to each other at the foul line and he'd blow in his ear. You know what I mean? It was he, things like that. He had that. those mind games. Yeah, it was always the little things that just made you realize that he was a culture player for Indiana. And I've been talking to so many Miami Heat fans lately because obviously we're so close to Miami. 
And what they talk the most about is the, the heat culture, the Miami culture. Well, to bring it back to wrestling, Tyler Breeze was the NXT culture. No, no, exactly. He, and he was, like you said, he was one of those journeymen for it. There's a couple other people that were monumental players, like William Regal. I don't want to say he's as long tenured, but that's why everyone was freaking out when everyone thought he was going to leave because they were like, William Regal, like, he's been here like seven fucking years. What are we going to do without him? But the shot comes because Breezango were actually getting pushed. And it seemed like people were actually happy with Breezango. How many times have they done that, though? Like, that's how they dropped Aleister Black or Tommy N now. Mm. They, he was getting pushed, and all of a sudden, boom, off of TV. And what I, I was reading a report earlier that uh, there's kind of this agenda where they're going back to the mindset of, like, the late 80s, early 90s, like, before the steroid trial, where they were just getting big, beefy fucking boys. And that's all they really want now. Well, just, I'm noticing that they're not getting it. They're basically slimming down their roster to only people that could potentially have pushes. There's not going to be jobbers left on the roster when this is over. Which, that's one of those things where it's a dangerous territory. But, like, look at some of the people that are getting pushed right now. Fucking, uh, what's his face? Jackson Ryder's getting a push now. Or Ryder. Jackson Riker. Why the, by the way, that R-Truth segment with him was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It was weird. It so was not, hilarious. Not only is he a controversial fellow... But now he's whipping himself for promos. No, but this is the second time our truth has done one of these like uh, promos where it's like people are being racist around him or like have been accused of racism, and he like pops up and he's like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" Like last time it was somebody like wearing a Confederate outfit. Do you remember? What? They had like a Confederate outfit in the ring, and he like walks into the ring. He's like, "Hey, buddy, what you doing?" I don't remember oh, that. I'll pull it up later. It's so funny. Dude. But was that recent? No, it was a few years ago. Okay, you're making... Oh, we watched it on a pay-per-view. We reviewed it on a pay-per-view, but our truth is so funny, dude. He's like, a gem. He's just so funny, and he's perfect, dude. He's perfect in every way, and I never get tired of the 24-7 championship shit. Well, so it, like, disappeared for a hot minute, and then it just popped back popped up on back Raw up, the other night. And I was ready for it. As soon as it happened, I was like, let's go! Are they trying to, like, make us forget about it so we care about it <laughs> yeah. again? Well, I don't know if it'll ever be something I care about, but it is something that definitely entertains me it is when raw sucks which out of all of the raws that have happened lately they suck more than they don't which i i gotta say i was so fucking proud of raw the other night but let me finish this thought process our truth in the 24 7 championship was always a gem like that was the shining moment when raw sucked at its most or at its best i don't know fuck it anyway though i was proud of them because for the most part, they started raw off with a fucking match. This is two weeks in a row that have been good. But I just want to put that out there. And remember what I said two weeks ago. We're at the tipping point. We're going to start going into territory where Raw's not going to suck as bad as it sucked the last few weeks. Nostradamus rides again. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Taylor. The bar is so fucking low right Dude, now for them. that was a good episode, though. I'm not. Standard. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's run it back. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying that it wasn't good. However... When you made those predictions, the bar was so fucking low that you could give me one really decent match on the card, and I'd be fucking happy. Just with let it. me have my hot take. No one else was saying it. Just let me be the guy. I Actually, broke the a news. couple people were. Nah, fuck them. I said it. Do you want to talk about, about this? Your... Is the Taylor and Will podcast, not the Some Smo on the Street podcast? Do you want to talk about your boy Riddle? Because I know you. I would actually like to talk about him. Did you not find that funny? I know that you're anti-riddle, but he is so funny, dude. I've said it once. I'll say it again. I hate Riddle because, at the end of the day, he's everything you kind of want from that, like a funnier wrestler, 
and he he's great in ring. Like, were I was, you smiling in your room when he was posing like Randy Orton behind Randy? It, it was it was funny. So it's it's one of those fine lines where it's like as much as I talk shit about Matt Riddle, it's like he's great at what he does. And that's, I think, what pisses me off even more is because he has, like, all the talent in the world. And it, it's going, every shitty thing he's ever going to do will just get brushed under the rug because he's so talented. Well, he's, he's one been, of those fucking he's people. He's been a little bit better. I mean, as far as, like, not doing as much shitty thing as out in the open. Well, I you, mean, ga- you gotta. Break. He's, he's walking a line. You gotta think, though. Someone in PR was like, they pulled him. They're like, hey, man. And he got his whipping. You know what I mean? He kind of dropped a little bit. But. Because this is how they wanted to book him from the start. But they didn't because of everything that came out as soon as he started to blow up. He's the future of this brand, bro. I And I agree with you. I just, I one day I would like for him to come out and not pull a Hulk Hogan locker room speech and just be like, hey, I know there's still people that I can't win over. And I understand. Like, you know, kind of like address. I don't know that that's the move anymore, though. Because at this point... It seems like that was so long ago that people are. It seems like he's almost like chasing down people to bring it back up that he doesn't need to deal with. You know what I mean? Like at this point, maybe it's time to just move on. I feel that, but it's also I also feel like it's one of those things where it's one more bad thing, and it's everyone's going to remember everything that's happened, and I don't know if they'll be able to forgive him going on. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just like I said, I was talking to Gabby earlier when we were watching NXT. Because Thatcher was on there, and he was just wearing like Dickies, like Dicky work some pants and some pants. And no, some... no, not even just like blue Dicky work pants, and then a pair of like Doc Martens and a Thatcher shirt, <laughs> like just the most like casual fit in the world. And what I was were like, those pants that Champa was wearing? Oh, those like cargo pants. They were cargo pants, but they got real, real slim after the knee. It was like they were baggy until the knee. They almost looked like he had like skin tight pants under shorts. Cargo joggers, baby. They were interesting. They were an interesting fit. And I was like the five oh negative ones. One of my favorite matches in NXT like recent memory was that Thatcher Riddle fight pit match. It was so fucking good. But it's I don't know. It's if I'm just being honest and nobody has to agree with me on this view. I guess if people want to forgive him for what he did, and I I'm Are cool you, with that. You're never gonna forgive him? It's something as the person I am with the morals and the belief systems I have where it's like, I'm going to remember that. So you're never going to forgive him? I mean, probably not. Fair enough. I don't think, because here's how I go. He didn't even seem like he gave a shit. He just wanted to get past it real quick and move on. And then he was okay with his wife starting all of that controversy like a couple of weeks later. But so. if we start playing this game and we dig into the late late uh, 90s WCW locker uh, room backstage shit, you could pretty much get every one of them. I know, and that's why it's like that's why I hesitate and like who knows? Maybe one day he'll fucking win me over. He'll unblock us on Twitter. And <laughs> you know, but at the same time I I hold my reservations. Yeah. But you're you're hundred percent with that can of worms. I'm that... on board, bro. I'm on board. I've turned it. I'm on board for me. Let's talk about another person's failures though, uh, because of the internet. Not Sammy Guevara, but someone related to him. But uh, no, nah, I'm sorry. That I don't know. That guy's still trying to face his demons too, but I guess it's relevant because it was talked about on the internet. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sorry. But anyway, I don't want to talk too much about this. I don't want to speculate about it that much. And I don't want to 
condemn anyone at all, but I think it's worth mentioning what's been going around on Twitter the past couple days, and that's the Sasha Banks liking those uh, videos on Instagram. Did, have you seen this? You know what I'm talking about? I saw it. I saw it. And now, so everyone's coming out saying she's an anti-vaxxer, this, that, and the other. And then, like, even I saw a tweet from fucking Vince Russo today, and he's like, I support Sasha Banks. So I don't know what level this is starting to get to. I kind of, like, blew it off because even the videos that, like, the screenshots of what it looked like, it looked like some weird old church videos. You know, This what I could mean? blow up way bigger than you know, though, because she's already talking maybe going back to NXT because the locker room is so against her at this point. So, like, divulge a little bit more. So I saw, and this is from a source, so let's be clear that this is uh, from a source. Nobody knows if that's real or not. You okay. know what I mean? But the source said that she went to the higher-ups of WWE and explained to them that she wants to go back down to NXT because she feels it's a more safe place, a more understanding locker room, is what she said. So are you saying that she's, from word around town, is that she has backstage heat? Backstage heat from the anti-vax shit, yes. Okay, interesting. I mean, with Drake Words over in NXT up yeah, until I mean, recently. Yeah, but. so I I don't know if... if I don't want to see her leave the main roster because she's a shining star in the main roster, but I will enjoy watching her wrestle anywhere she goes, and I by no means am going to tell anyone how to live their life. But I am also vaccinated, so... <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to condemn anyone because... With the vaccine thing, I've seen so many compelling arguments for this or that, whatever. I have a kid. I have already done enough unhealthy fucking things. So if this is a 50-50 shot of not fucking or me not fucking dying, you know what I mean? I'll take my odds. But I'm not going to be like, hey, you're a fucking idiot. But this isn't also, this isn't me going, hey, be dangerous. That's not what I'm saying. Either. I just don't want to play the speculation game with speculation. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, exactly. What this is, is like we're throwing something in the air and saying he said, she said, she liked this because post. I, me, I don't, I'm not going to go after somebody for what they like on Twitter. Let's be 100% clear. In no way, shape, or form have I heard anything about Sasha Banks going on record going, hey, I'm a fucking anti-vaxxer. I've also heard like similar speculation about like Alexa Bliss, too. But for the record, I've not seen them come out and say, hey, these are my beliefs. And I think that maybe we should, we as uh, members of the IWC tend to run to the conclusions really, really fast. And that's, and that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up because I've seen, like, she's trending and it's people are literally, like, trying to lynch her because of a fucking video she liked on uh, Instagram. And don't get me wrong, this could end up being a much different conversation three, four weeks from now. I'm not saying that there's not that possibility, but at the time being, like people are looking to fucking uh, tear someone down, and I, it's, I don't know if they have the right or reasoning behind it to do so. Does that make sense? It does. And, yeah, I just wanted to put my two cents in there because this has been interesting. But you just, like I said in the beginning of this episode, the internet's going to keep this show going for fucking ever, Taylor. Dude, I... um. Back to what I was saying, though. If she comes back to NXT, that's a stacked motherfucking roster. <laughs> if you want me to be honest with you, 
I don't want her in NXT. We don't need her. Yeah, there's too many uh, good it, wrestlers in there. She's it, a necessity on where she's at now. It's She's coming and taking an opportunity from someone who deserves it and earned it. Do you think that she would be the person to take an opportunity or put somebody over? Because every step of the way, she seemed like someone that would put someone over instead. I don't know. I, I, same with same with that match with Bianca. Like, Did you see that joy in her eyes afterwards after putting someone over? She has no issue with it. I mean... Adam not, Cole's the same way. Not necessarily. I've heard they're a, cut from the same cloth. I've heard multiple things, and so this is why it's always hard talking about Sasha Banks because nobody ever knows the clear picture with her. You hear one thing, and then you'll hear some or three other people say three different other things. So yeah, I did see how she reacted, but I also remember the tag team title thing at WrestleMania. So, and the reason why I'm saying like it's hard to speculate is because you hear so many fucking stories. And you don't know what to actually believe. I have a um, erectulous speculation. Hit me. Why was Brandy off this week? What was he sick? What was going on? Like he just didn't come to work, or do you think he just had a scheduled day off? Or I haven't heard anything about it. To be honest with you, that's why I wanted to talk about it because everyone was radio silence because Riddle took the reins and ran away with them. You know what I mean? But like, and everyone was just like so happy with his. Yeah. Music. So, but I didn't see like. Why Why is he off? Was he sick? Was he just taking a vacation day? Dude, everybody needs a break day. I understand that, but... I guess we'll have to go uh, check the news cycles and see what's I going on. I haven't really been... I've been looking, but I don't think I've seen anything. I was wondering if maybe he was, like, just sore ankles, maybe, or, you know what I mean, <laughs> take a break. I don't know. Overslept. Yeah, maybe. He just took a break. I don't know. He's on TikTok a lot. I've been watching them. <laughs> okay, we're bringing it to TikTok. <laughs> Do we have any more meat on this bone, or are we going to call it uh, We can move on. We can go to the main event. Well, no. What's the main event? Main event's Dynamite Kids, son. Oh, yeah. We didn't even fucking talk about that yet. We didn't at all. All right. So, so we have a lot of meat on the bone, then. Um, did you? When did you watch this? Did you watch it when it came out? I watched it, like, within a week of it coming out. So I, I'm a little bit foggy on it. I, ha- it, I haven't watched it in the past 48 hours, I have a, but I remember a lot about it. I have it. a confession to make. Hit me. I didn't know who he was before this. Um, I understand. I'm not. I just. I didn't watch wrestling when WrestleMania two came out, and I just didn't know who he was. Like, I'm sorry. I just didn't know who he was. I also didn't realize the British Bulldogs. Well, I know who he is. The British Bulldog. But the British Bulldogs. But I didn't know the British Bulldogs. I was a kid watching VHSs, and I guess by the time I got around to it, it was just the Bulldog by himself because I never saw the other guy. All right, I, I can respect that. This is another tragic wrestling story. I we just talked about the China documentary recently uh, last week, so it's this is another one of those things where you watch it and you're like, oh fucking a, and it makes you really sometimes like for me, I think the biggest thing I've taken out of just diving in and trying to learn as much as I can about wrestling and just be a knowledgeable person, I think I start to resent it more and more, and. I'd like to think that, you know, one day I'll be able to continue, like, watching wrestling. But sometimes, like, just the person in me, like, with the humanity and all that fun stuff, you listen to stories like this and you're like, I've heard this story before in the same world. It's watching and hearing about his life. I just kept thinking of Chris Benoit. And not to say that everything went down the exact same by any means. Like, and I mean... Uh, he lived a lot longer than Chris Benoit, obviously. 
but a lot of the same stigmas attached to him. Like he was a smaller guy, so he felt the need to over compensate and you know fucking juice up and just work out constantly and then work hurt and just put himself more and more at risk because he never fit the mold of the role and character he was trying to play. Does that make sense? It does. And the more like, and it makes like, we were just talking about it. WWE right now is now firing people because they're not fitting this mold of what they want anymore. And you got to think there's a couple people that haven't gotten cut yet that are sitting there going, or and like hearing this shit, and they're like, "Oh, they want bigger guys." Like, but that's not necessarily true. They've still got a handful of small dudes on the roster, the roster that are doing okay. Gable. I'm saying that, that's what I'm saying though. What? Who's to say in two weeks we don't see WWE's part of way with Chad Gable and this, that, and the other? You got to think, especially with the world of wrestling, how it has been. I'm not saying it's guaranteed. But there's got to be one of those smaller guys seeing all of these cuts and have already been dealing with those situations where not being a big dude like, you know, your Drew McIntyre's or your uh, carrying crosses or stuff like that, where they haven't gotten the pushes they deserve because they're perfectly athletic, but they're not reaching those like uh, those expectations of their employers. I think we're in a different era, though. I can't see somebody shooting up juice juicing up like that and throwing needles at the wall and like you know what i mean like i can't see the things that he was doing the reckless dangerous bumps because that's the only way he knew how to wrestle what do you what are we talking about though how many times do we fucking see reckless dangerous shit that people don't even know like they they tried it once they saw it they're like hey this looks cool this might get me over and they do it once and they on, fucking on wwe the roster though you don't see like did you see the bumps he was taking were like Head down bumps, the things that you you are known not to do unless you want your head to get fucked up. Well, maybe not as much in WWE. You see a little bit of it in NXT, AEW though. You see That's these fair. people they're, that they're a little bit greener. That is fair, but I just I just don't. I think there's a way. Maybe not to be safe. Like, that's not the word I want to use because it's a a mutually destructive sport where you're killing your body mm. one day at a time, but. There's a way to take calculated risk, and then there's a way to just be a guy that's running his head into a brick wall. And I, I kind of, again, equate it to another sport in Junior Seau where every day he lined up and ran his head into a brick wall. Every single day he got up and ran his head into a brick wall, and eventually your brain starts to deteriorate. And I'm not blaming it necessarily on CTE or like his brain deteriorating, but with the addition of six or seven steroid needles needles at once, your brain is not meant to last like that. No human brain can take that much punishment and continue to be a sane human brain. And like you can honestly see it through the documentary and the change in his eyes. Like it's it's a different look and it's a different mindset. And whether that comes from the struggles of life or the struggles of dealing with pain or the struggles of being too small, I don't know. I'm not him. But I do know that there is a way to do this thing more calculated and more careful than there there than he did because in the era that he came in everyone was running their head into a wall. Yeah, I mean like Mick Foley said it best. He's like, "You know why my shit looks so good? Because it actually happened. It wasn't like we weren't working anything." And that was 
more so that style. Like, yeah, there were the tricks here and there, like, you know, tucking in your neck for a power bomb and shit like that. But for the most part, they were going out of their way to make this shit look realistic to get over. It. And that's part of that overcompensating thing. And I, and I think that his, what happened to him and the things that he did probably have ruined his legacy because he should be known for creating a style of wrestling. And he's really not widely known for that because people don't want to talk about him. Well, and then it's you have the same situation with Chris Benoit because he was one of those people that took that cruiserweight style and applied it to the heavyweight picture. And you always hear people credit Eddie Guerrero for that, which, ho, 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 do not get this twisted. I am not taking that away by any means because if anyone fucking deserves it, it is Eddie Guerrero because just like Chris Benoit and Dynamite Kid, he did the same fucking thing. He risked his life and health constantly and paid the price because he had to kill the pain somehow. And we saw how that happened and it brings it all back, but nobody gives Chris Benoit all that credit. And it's the same thing with Dynamite Kid because Dynamite Kid revolutionized it and put it on the map. Chris Benoit revolutionized it again with Eddie Guerrero and they both collectively took people who had those body types that Vince doesn't necessarily like and put cruiserweight wrestling on the fucking map. But it's, you see these people who just, they're so efficient and so good at what they do. And then they have to find a way to break out and they risk themselves. They risk their lives. Uh, we we st- and we still see it today, dude. Maybe not in WWE, but Will Ospreay. Uh, what is it? I think he's got a fucking broken neck. Hold on one second. Um, do you know what I'm talking about at all? So is it his neck's broken, right? I think we're back. It's, uh, dude. It's and it's so sad because you have these people. Uh, lower back injury. Okay, and. Uh, Okay, apparently he might return in 2021, but you have these people that aren't your what you think of wrestling. Like when we were growing up, what'd you see on commercials? You saw your Hulk Hogan, your Macho Man, your fucking even your John Cena's, your Goldbergs, your Triple H's, your Brock Lesnar's. You didn't see necessarily your Eddie Guerrero's, your Dynamite Kids, your fucking Rey Mysterio's. You know what I mean? But if you look at it in terms of T-shirts, though, you do see some Eddie Guerrero shirts floating around. Like, Dude. if you put together a list of 10 random t-shirts from back in the day, I bet you Eddie ends up on that list somewhere. Can I ask you a really bold question? Say he didn't die. Do you think we would see as many Eddie Guerrero shirts yes. as we do? His segmentation was so funny. Every time he was on a mic, he was so charismatic. Absolutely. His wrestling style was insane. We're still looking at Rey Mysterio right now. I'm just saying. He'd still be wrestling. I'm just saying, how many Rey Mysterio shirts do you see, though? You don't see as He's many. He's better than Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I agree, but who's to say if he kept on with the path he did, he didn't potentially ruin his legacy? Did And, like, once again, I adore Eddie Guerrero, so I'm not trying to talk down or poorly on him. But on the road and the, like, path he was going down, who's to say he didn't pull or do something to ruin his legacy do we still look at him in the same vein? Because there's so like Chava Guerrero, I mean, had almost just as much charisma as Eddie because guess who he fucking was mentored by Eddie. 
when uh, Eddie and Chavo were in a tag team together, bruh. You're crazy, bro. Dude, Chavo Guerrero came on TV each and every single week and pretended to be a white man. I remember, and it was funny. But you're telling me that's better than lie, cheat, and steal? That's an iconic gimmick. You're not wrong. Latina Heat is also an iconic. He had three different gimmicks that got over. You're, I get it, but it's. I'm not necessarily. I'm not trying to fight you. No, on, but on that's a good conversation to have because in the scope of things, how many people have been able to get three different characters over? Not. I guarantee they were all Eddie Guerrero characters, but they were different versions of a character. I think I there's actually a couple names that come to Chris Jericho, uh, Mabel, Mabel, uh, Mankind. Yeah, but that's Stone Cold a short Triple list. H. No, Stone Cold only got Stone Cold over. No, he got the what gimmick over? Was that you count that as a gimmick, or was he just himself, and that just happens organically with the crowd? I think I still would count it as a gimmick because I feel like that's a whole different character era for him. Like Chris Jericho went through eras. These are different Chris Jerichos from Y two J to two K fourteen Chris Jericho. You know what I mean? All right, like, well then, let's go with I will say Triple H though. That's fair. That's fair. But only two? No. The game. You're right. The game. The King of Kings. The stupid uh, fucking preppy boy. Corporate uh, Triple H. Okay. You know, well, NXT, then I guess Triple it's a, H. if we're adding the corporate, DX then, Triple then H. Kane gets put in there too if we're doing that. If oh. we're adding in the corporates. Always love corporate Kane, baby. Uh, I just, I find it interesting. I don't know. I just, I think his worth was so great. Even before he died, like he, uh, he, no, and like I said, in no way, shape, or form am I trying to diminish Eddie Guerrero's legacy. And also, when we go into this Friday pay per view, um, watch that match that he has, and you'll understand exactly what I mean. Like he has the ability to take a pay per view, and it's his pay per view. He still like, show. That was a mid card, not a mid card match, but a second to main event match, a co main event match that was under the main event. It wasn't even a main event. You know what I and mean? It, it the and main it and it was way better than the main event. Who by leaps and bounds. Well, and that's Eddie Guerrero's thing. But you look at his story, like, you know, he got fired from WWE because of what he was doing. So it's, I, I'm afraid that if given more time, it could have ended out differently. I'm, I don't know. That's, that's a weird record speculation. I get scared even making any kind of getting near that at all. Well, because look at Dynamite Kid. Nobody wants to fucking touch it. How many Dynamite Kid shirts do you see now because of what happened? How many Chris Benoit shirts do you see? But it's taboo to wear a fucking Chris Benoit it's, shirt. It's different, though, between someone who used drugs and someone who stuck a pistol in his wife's mouth. Not a pistol, a shotgun. I'm sorry. So I'm going to stop you there. Because I am desperately not trying to drag Eddie Guerrero through the mud. I am not going to go any further. But just know, you might want to read up a little bit more about the whole Eddie Guerrero situation. That is all I'm going to say. Because just like we were mentioning earlier, if we really go back and start digging, we're going to find out things about everyone we don't like. And that's how I'll put it. Because it's, it's, it's like that. And oh, that's man, I didn't know. Yeah, so um, I hate that. I this is why this or not episode. This is why this series is called "Why'd You Bring That Up?" Because it's sometimes it's hard to talk about, and the Dynamite Kid situation I think will probably put people's eyes on this a little bit more and really start. I hope it starts conversations like these. People are like starting to put dots together, and you know, connecting like, hey this sounds like this person. Then you're like, Oh wait, this person kind of like, you know, 
let people realize like we love wrestling. If you're listening to this, you probably enjoy it. If you don't, I mean, thank you for listening, but it's a little weird. You're listening to a wrestling podcast. If you don't, nevertheless, we often underappreciate what people put their, what people do to their bodies, you know? And there's a reason why they had the don't try this at home warning for years and years. I don't know why they don't have it anymore. And they, but they used to have those video package and it would show people who got real fucking injuries, like getting carted off and like, Hey, like, you know, we put our bodies at risk. Please don't try this at home. And they really do. And there's so many people who have ended up becoming shells of themselves because of wrestling. And then the worst part is, depending on who they pissed off or not, they won't even be remembered for what they did. And I think that's, I don't have much more to say. I Yeah. Without, you know, maybe pissing someone off. Well, I think we've already probably done that. I hope not. I really hope not. It's and if we have like do do the research for yourselves and everything like that. Make your own decisions. I'm not here to make your decisions. Part of the beautiful thing about podcasting is I have a uh, I have an avenue to share my opinion. And yeah, that's it. That's so Taylor, hit him with them Twitter ha- handles. Uh, Taylor Asler one. Uh, God Fury. Yeah. Uh, jaded wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, uh, we got a Joe and Rogue. We got Redbeard Pirate. We got Todd's Pod. Redbeard Pirate one. one. You I'm forgot sorry. the one. Uh, Duke underscore bags and a year of pod. You got Todd's Pod? I did. Okay, cool. Also, cool. I, I zoned a, out for a second. Before we get out of this, I do have a couple more questions to ask you about in the future pay per views coming up the next week. You got a couple seconds? For on the podcast? Yeah, I just wanted to talk to you about something. All right. Sammy Callahan's going to whoop Kenny Omega's ass, correct? Oh, I thought you were talking about like what we're doing for before no, you were No, no, correct. Sammy Callahan's going to beat the shit out of Kenny Omega. He might beat the shit out of him, but he's and not going to win. And win. No. Come on. Say it with me. We want Sammy. We want the death machine. We want him to win. So as much as I want it to happen, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Them, bring that impact title home, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's your other question? That was it. I just right. wanted to talk about the death machine a little bit. He's been on a run, man. You seen him lately? He's the he's a bad motherfucker, ain't he? What do you expect though? He You're had right. all the potential in the world, but he, someone didn't book him right. You're right. Who was that? Oh, you know. <laughs> I am uh, really excited for these next couple pay per views in the next couple weeks, so it'll be fun. Damn right, boy. We'll see you guys on Friday. Peace. <laughs>